0: Got little
1: this
0: morning, howdy, raggedy, raggedy, raggedy. Hey, Man, you love I got this morning, howdy, raggedy, raggedy. And we're back. Dump on the ump. Season five, week nine. The Sea Block. This is ostensibly a bit baseball podcast but ladies and gentlemen i cannot promise that we will talk a lot of baseball on this podcast tonight thank you so you much are. for listening in <laughs> tuning in from Champaign, illinois my name is joel with me as per usual this evening oh sam and eli fellas how's it going
2: hey joel this is sam uh i'm broadcasting live from brooklyn new york home of
1: <laughs> that, that sounds uh How's it going? Hey, how's it going? Um, This is Eli. (laughs) Coming at you from Boston, home to the great molasses flood of 1919 that uh, took over the city and killed people um, and left the city smelling like molasses for decades.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening to us. If you have not yet done it, please subscribe to our podcast on Apple iTunes. Give us a like, a rating, a review. We will read your review on the internet. One star, five stars, we don't care. You can also subscribe to us on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Umpenhemp. Umpenhemp. UmpinHemp. Check us out on Twitter at Dump on the Up. Also find us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dump on the Up. So tonight we're gonna to try something a little bit different. Um, I do not own HBO or HBO Go or any of those fancy twenty first century apps that I hear about. But Sam and Eli, you guys do, and you have been following True Detective Season 3, is that true?
2: Yeah, that's right. And it's over now, right? Yeah, wrapped up last week or maybe the week before.
0: Okay. Alright, so... uh, You guys got, I don't know, 15 minutes to fill me in on what I missed.
2: (laughs) Well, not a lot. I mean, a whole lot happened. Decades. Yeah. So, uh, maybe... Eli, I'll just run through just the highlights real quick, and then we can go back and kind of fill it out. Does that sound good to you?
1: Sounds good. I might interrupt you.
2: Okay. So, opens 1980, two cops, black cop, white cop, and they're shooting rats in the junkyard and drinking beers and then driving around. And then this one- Excellent beginning. Yeah. yeah, one cop wants to shoot a uh, fox, and then the other cop's like, no, man, don't shoot that fox. And he's like, well, fox are just vermin. He's like, no, man. And then, boom, like cut to kind of white trash family, a couple kids, dad, mustachioed dad, drinking beer, working on his souped-up car, a couple kids riding their bikes. They're like, going over to such-and-such's house, Papa, I'll see you later. And then they, like, ride their bikes off boom, never to be seen again, right? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Is this,
0: (laughs) they should call it True Detective Black Cop, White Cop,
2: right? Yeah, Yeah. Black Cop, White Cop. That's, like, the subtext of the whole show,
1: right? Yeah, there's a serious bromance between the two, which is, like, crossing races. It's great.
2: Right, and White Cop really seems like he should be racist, but it's just the accent, because they're in Arkansas. Oh, I forgot to mention they're in Arkansas, like rural
1: Arkansas. I had to turn on the subtitles.
0: <laughs> I've done that a lot, actually. I think my hearing is going. Uh, <laughs> but what it's worth, I agree, don't shoot foxes. They are fucking cool, man. Right. Yeah.
1: So anyway. I thought you were going to give them the highlights. This is like a play-by-play.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 this is good. All right, I, I got the two go. seconds.
1: All right. Yeah. Two
2: kids go missing. They can't find the kids. Boom! They found kid, one, white kid. one kid, white kids. White kid, boy and a girl. Boy and a girl. They find the boy. They're about boy. like
1: ten and eight, probably.
2: There's like a weird Vietnam vet Native American guy goes around collecting cans. They oh think
1: yeah.
2: They, Does he say weird things to people all the time? Like, oh yes. Do right. boxes. He, he said, yeah, exactly. But he's like a nice guy. He's just got wicked PTSD. Right. So then, like everyone thinks it's him. A bunch of hillbillies start beating him up because they see him talking to a couple kids. And then they. How long is his hand? It's pretty Pretty long. long. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But he's a he's a Vietnam vet. Keep in mind. And so then (sighs) these rednecks keep beating him up. And then one time they start chasing him. He runs away to his house, and then all the rednecks show up, but he has the whole house booby-trapped with mines, and then he, like, kills a bunch of people. Oh, that's badass. And then he shoots white cop, and then black cop goes in and is like, I don't want to shoot you, man. Like, I also was in Vietnam. And then the guy's like, why do you think I didn't shoot you as soon as you came in the door? And then he, like, makes the cop shoot him. And then when they're cleaning Uh, up... Of that firefight afterwards, they find the boy's backpack and the girl's burnt blouse there, and case closed, right? Ooh, ooh, ooh. <coughs> Native Meanwhile,
1: American guy. Let me take over from here. So, so, yeah, right.
0: Case closed. Case closed. Native American guy kidnapped the kids. Right. So, okay. then, gotcha,
2: but gotcha. they still haven't found the body of the girl. Right. Okay. I think Flash. it's
1: important that you know that they're is simultaneously three different storylines being told at the same time. It's 1980, okay. 1990 and current time. And gotcha. you know, and in each one of them it's the same characters except for the ones of course who die. Um but they are aged and they look different, they look older and they act older. In the right. very beginning they're young whippersnappers, sort of bulldogs like to bring Suspects out to barns, beat the shit out of them to get the information that they need. In the 1990s, they're a little bit more schooled, a little bit more professional, a little bit more higher in rank. Still like to bring people out to barns, beat the shit out of them to get <laughs> to know what they want. In the last one, in the last one, current day, black cop has got a serious onset Alzheimer's, um, can barely remember anything that's going on, and needs to record his voice at the end of every night so that when he wakes up the next morning, he remembers what it is that he's doing. Uh, Like Memento. Like like Memento. Yeah, Yeah. exactly like that.
2: Well, and also what I also forgot to mention is that he's got Alzheimer's and he's like revisiting this case because he's got Alzheimer's and he's like, his wife wrote a book about the case and she's dead, but he's trying to like remember her, and he's doing it by like remembering this case, and like, cause they—that's how they like met—was during this case. I right. think
0: if there's one thing the movie Memento taught us is that if you have Alzheimer's, you would make an absolutely terrible true detective.
1: Right. Well, well, hang on, <laughs>
0: but, hang on. Like, that makes it hard. You end up shooting like the wrong guy if you have got Alzheimer's and you're trying to solve a crime. Right.
1: It does add another layer of complexity to the investigation because right. he can't remember shit.
0: And like he thinks his cat did it. Yeah. Well, it,
1: yeah. in in the case of True Detective, it's mostly like he just all of a sudden forgets what he's doing. So he'll be like hot on hot on like this thread of idea, or he'll like go somewhere because it reminds him he's like figured something new out. And then all of a sudden he comes to and he's like, has to call his son to come pick him up because he has no idea what he's doing there.
0: So it's like getting really, really drunk and you have this great idea and then you just have like some cheesy french fries and you're not wearing pants. Right. Right. And you lost (laughs) your (laughs) phone. I want to hang out with you, Joel.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Okay. So, so, dead so,
0: Indians.
1: So, back up, yeah. Through 1980 to 1990 to current day, it's all the same case, right? It's all this missing child case, these two missing children. They go missing in 80. One of them they find immediately the boy who's dead in a cave in like a religious, he's like lying down in a religious sort of stance. Cool. But, but then the girl is still missing. And so they're off looking for the girl. 1980 case gets wrapped up real nice in that all of the, you know, the boy's backpack is found at the Native American's house. And the girl's clothes are found in, in an incinerator in the backyard. So it's like, okay, right. girl's been burned to death. Boy did it. This dead Indian is responsible for the death case closed. Fast forward yeah. 10 years to 1990. Case is reopened, new evidence has come. The girl makes a phone call, is spotted stealing shoplifting from a pharmacy in Mississippi or something. I can't remember what state it was, Sam.
0: Was it a Walgreens?
1: Yeah, it was like a Walgreens.
2: Yeah. Yes. In Louisiana, I think. Or I know. Maybe not Louisiana. I don't know. Okay.
1: Somewhere. Did you go shoplifted
2: from
0: a Walgreens before?
2: No. Should so I?
0: It's pretty easy. <laughs> those like basically those stocklers—they don't get paid enough to to mess with you. So you yeah. just need some head and shoulders or something. You can just walk right out with it. You've been I went doing to
1: theft to- on this show. <laughs> I went to
2: the I'm grocery not, store,
1: I went, the
0: grocery it. It store
2: the I went to the grocery store today, and I already had a can of tuna fish in my pocket, and I was like, "Oh man." These guys are going to think I'm shoplifting, but it was, I brought it from home. It was mine already. <laughs> Man,
1: tough times in Brooklyn, New York, huh? can cans of tuna fish.
0: That is, but this tuna fish, will, I don't lose it.
1: You have to wrestle a of cat for that can or what? <laughs>
2: anyway, anyway, go on. Yep. Yeah.
1: Uh, so 1990 case reopens cause the, the, the girl resurfaced and meanwhile, like concurrent to this, there's a story about the parents of the children. One is the mother is sort of a washed out, um, drug addict woman who likes to sleep around and the, and the father is a drunk who after 1980 turns into like a born again, Christian, um, who also is gay and uh, gets on the wagon.
2: Right, and Black Cop's wife is also a major player, and she was the, I think the the little girl's school teacher. That's how they met. Right. And, and she, in between 1980 okay. and 1990, she's written like a true co- crime book about the case, which is like a
1: bestseller. Right. Cool. And between 80 and 90, Black Cop and the author get married, have two children. They have two kids of their own. Uh, Is is the
0: lady black?
1: black? Yeah. And then also,
2: Black Cop has been on, like, a receptionist desk since the case in 1980, and you don't know why.
1: Yeah. Well, Black Cop is, like, super good at his job, and you figure out later that there's just, like, all of these holes in the case. And he basically was like, this case isn't solved. And everyone was like, it's solved. Shut up or we're going to put you into reception. And sure. he, he's like a Green Beret survivor of the Vietnam War. And he's like, I'm not going to shut up. And then they put him on that desk for 10 years. He gets taken off the desk after 10 years when the case is reopened by his partner, White Cop, who's now ah. a lieutenant.
2: Who's become a lieutenant in the meantime.
0: He's Who is like White Cop, because uh what's his name? Ma the famous guy.
2: Ma, Ma Rasha Ali.
0: Yeah, he's Black Cop. Who's White Cop?
2: He's the bad um, guy from Blade. The witch guy from Blade? The vampire like bad guy.
0: Uh, or maybe, maybe Oh, Blade. I thought you meant Chris Christopherson. Because do you remember Chris Christopherson from Blade?
2: No, I don't think that Chris Christopherson could, like, pull off playing, like, a 20-something, like, young cop. He's like, a wizard. He can do whatever the fuck he wants to do. <laughs> he can only play old, old white cop.
0: Oh, right. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, Chris Christopherson. I guess a man. <clears throat> what if they remade Two Detectives starring Wesley Snipes and Chris Christopherson? And the bad guys were vampires. And the I'd watch that. I'd pay nineteen,
2: yeah. $19. ninety nine to watch
1: that. His yeah. name is Stephen Dorf. Stephen Dorf. Stephen Dorf. Stephen or Stephen Dorf.
2: You would recognize him. He's like, yeah.
1: Okay. He's in Blades, Immortals, The Power of One from
0: 1992. Just, just vampire movies. The guy only stars in vampire movies. <laughs> He's
1: really good in this show, me, I would say. And- they both yeah. are. Yeah. Alright, All right.
0: what episode are we on? Are we on the end yet? Who wins?
1: We're on like, we're on like episode two, Joel. We gotta oh, like okay. pick things up right now. Uh yeah, No, yeah. we're like halfway through. We're like halfway through. <laughs> okay. So 1990, right, she like re-shows up and she, she calls the hotline of this um, of the cops who are looking for her and she's like don't let my father come anywhere near me. Why is that guy saying he's my father? He is an evil man because her father got on TV asking her to come forward. So immediately they actually suspect her father as being the person who disappeared her back in 1980.
2: But he's like, definitely not the guy. He's like a real sad sack at this point. He like his hit rock bottom found Jesus He's a timid, broken man, you know. We right. need a
0: hotline.
2: <clears throat> what that hotline?
0: Yeah, we need a hotline.
2: Oh yeah.
0: One nine hundred Uppenham. hemp
2: Yeah, Dutch spoken.
0: <laughs> it could be like a male escort service slash baseball trivia
2: hotline. Right, most of the time we don't answer. Like, only when we're drunk. <laughs> yeah, we've got, like, a
0: 1986 answering machine. Hi, you
1: reached. Right. Umpenheim. <laughs> Thanks for calling. All right, jumping back
2: in. You ready? Jumping yep. Back in. yep, do it. <laughs> There's a creepy uncle involved. And he's, like, creepy in 1980. In 1990, he's a junkie. And so they, they're they interviewing the, him. He's the uncle kids. Yeah, right. he's creepy uncle. And he's like, I know stuff. I know things. And they're like, you're a stupid junkie. And he's like, oh, yeah? Well, why did my sister die of a heroin overdose in Las Vegas? Why don't you, like, think about that? Because it was, like, the same day that the news broke about the daughter being alive, that she overdosed. Like, isn't that weird? And then they're like, okay. And he's like, I got a name for you, but I'll talk to you later. And then he disappears. Um, Flash forward to ni- 2019, The there's like a t- TV journalist who's doing a true crime documentary about this case, who's like, we found this guy's bones buried out in the like swamp or something. And then the uncle, creepy uncle. Yeah. So, uh, drunk dad gets out of jail because he was, they put him there after that phone call. And then he goes to this motel, finds the creepy uncle. And then he's like, tell me this name, creepy uncle. And like beats him up a little bit. And then. Wait, are they actually brothers? No, uh, brother. Brother
0: is mine.
2: Yeah, and then he tells him the name, and the name is this guy who is the—he's like a chicken farmer, like industrial chicken
1: <laughs> billionaire, something right. like that. Yeah, he owns a huge conglomerate chicken farm. Yeah,
0: Sanders killed your daughter. Right,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: Well,
2: from here on, known as the Chicken Fucker. Chicken um, Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, chicken fucker has this guy who works for him who was a detective or a cop in 1980 working on the case. But he's since quit the police force after that case in 1980, gone to work for the chicken fucker as his head of – personal head of security in, yeah, like, a really cushy, like, high-paying job at this, like, factory.
1: Yeah, okay?
2: And so <clears> – <throat> Black cop and white cop go through this guy's records, find out that he's taken a plane to Las Vegas the day before the mom OD'd on heroin and then flew back the day after she OD'd on heroin. And so. Gotcha.
0: In in his defense, there was probably a lot of fun stuff to do in Las
2: Vegas. Right. In his defense, a lot of people probably go to Las Vegas all the time.
0: Like, I want to be the proud person who's like going to defend that billionaire chicken fucker here. Yeah.
2: He was definitely going there to kill her. Okay. Yeah, no, that's, it's pretty un,
1: unambiguous.
2: <laughs> Eli, you want to take it, take over right now? I,
1: uh, yeah. So, uh, so basically, the father finds out that this chicken fucker might be related to the kidnapping of his daughter. And he's been in a drunken stupor for days and days and days. So uh, he, he straight up, goes to the chicken fucker's house, Okay. breaks in, Okay. goes down into this... And really- leaps him. No, no, no. He, like, goes down into this basement, down to this creepy hallway, goes into this, like, locked door and safe, opens up this door into this really weird pink room, and he's like, what the fuck? And then from behind him comes the head of security, ex-cop guy, who knocks him out.
0: Cool.
1: Yeah. C- Cutscene. Cut The father shows up on top of like a water, uh, whatever those water stand things are, uh, water tower, and he's blown his own brains out with a typed note next to it saying that he's committed suicide. This is the end of the 1990 case. All of the lead, like all the head of police are basically like, oh, this guy did it. He's admitted to it in his nicely typed out suicide note that he's responsible for kidnapping. His daughter and he blew out his brains, case closed. Nineteen
0: ninety. Done. Nice. Right. So uh, side note, I've got some friends who just bought a house in rural Illinois and they've got this basement with no windows with shag carpeting and all the walls are painted a very, very deep red. And I'm like, Oh yeah, that's too. the photo room, you guys.
1: Yeah, or orgy room. Orgy room. Yeah. Orgy. Room. Yeah. Yeah. That's the 1960s room.
0: Yeah, that's a fun room.
2: Yeah, uh, the carpet wasn't the only thing shagging in there. You know what I'm saying?
0: Exactly. I when uh, I go to visit them, uh, I'm gonna ask to stay in that room.
2: <laughs> I'd like to stay in the fuck room, please.
1: <laughs> All right. So this I got. We gotta speed up, otherwise we're not gonna get to the end. Of this. <laughs> Yeah, where we at? Okay, so the father's dead. Nineteen ninety case is closed, but Black Cop is like, I'm not letting this shit go down again. We did this in nineteen eighty, where he all tried to wrap it up into a real sweet bow and blame it on the dead dude. I'm not gonna let you do that again in nineteen ninety. So he keeps pushing, and they end up him and his white cop partner go and they essentially kidnap the head of security. Um, and bring him out to their barn where they like to beat people up. Yeah. Uh, it's called beat,
2: a beat down barn.
1: It's beat down barn. Yeah, yeah beat down But they beat him down too much and um end up the white cop ends up actually killing him. It's an altercation. So now they're murderers. And they like right. go off and bury his body in the woods. Also, a white cop has
2: a like very close relationship with the dad. Yeah.
1: So he's hurt uh, deep that the dad's dead.
2: He's really sad that the dad is dead, and Black Cop kind of manipulates that to like convince him to do this like highly uh, illegal uh,
1: yeah. thing. Right. Uh-huh. So, anyways, they have all the evidence they need to tie the chicken fucker basically to the uh, to the disappearance of this woman, to this of this girl, and then. Um, the chicken fucker shows up to the black cop's home where his children are and his wife and essentially says, you need to get in this car right now. And they go off and the chicken fucker is like, well, you can keep pushing on this. Um, or which will probably result in us. Keep, you know, we're going to keep looking for this girl and she'll probably die. Cause we'll kill her. Or, and if you do that, we're going to, I'm going to go out and, un, you know, dig up this get." head of security's body because we know where you buried him and then you'll have a murder charge on you and you'll go away and where is that going to leave your family so after that threat uh. black cop black cop lays off the case and uh. he decides that he's just going to go he quits the force and he just leaves it alone <laughs> which which ends 1990 okay. fast forward to current time when he's got Alzheimer's He's, he's trying to repay, piece this whole case together while also battling memory loss. And in 2019. In
0: 2019.
1: With the Puig. With Yasiel Puig, yeah. They went, they went to Cincinnati, got some chili real quick, came back to Kansas. He mm-hmm. reconnects with his old partner who he hasn't talked to since 1990. And they, like, you know, he's real pissed off about it. But they sort of rekindled their relationship. And um, did you see True Detective 1?
0: Yeah, we've talked about
1: that. Yeah. Okay, so there's, they like mesh the two together really well, which is awesome. Because they think, okay, there's disappearance of children here. There must be some connection to this other case going on over in this other state where there's this ring of really rich and powerful people disappearing children for sex reasons
0: louisiana
1: arkansas right yeah. it's all connected right right everything so is. so that's the running theory that they have is that there's some connection between these two states it's all powerful human beings it's disappeared children um so they go on this investigation the two of them they're old. they're all old they're like they're like hobbling around it's kind of adorable they like carry their guns and have their badges, but can barely walk because they're so old. You know,
2: no one actually thinks they're cops,
1: right? Right. It's like they're they're like playing cops basically, but they're actually hot on the trail of these new things. And they're like, you know, they're always like, oh, what happens if someone asks like our authority here? And they're like, don't worry about it. We'll just tell them that we're old and confused. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Anyways, they they are able to track down this guy who is basically like this butler for the Rich family from back in the day. And Mr. Junis. Mr. Junis, also known as June. And this is sort of the explanation to all of it. So I don't know. Do you want to take it, Sam, from here? you want to finish it off?
2: Yeah. I'm uh, having trouble getting my computer to charge, so I'm about to lose you guys in a second. I'm going to go real fast right now. Yeah. Turns out there was the daughter of the chicken fucker was involved in a serious car accident when she was a teenager and was kind of brain damaged and became like really depressed. Sure. The mother of the children worked at the chicken hatchery slash slaughterhouse or whatever, right? She came to a like company event that was at the owner of the chicken fuck like the chicken fucker's house.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. No, no, no. The 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 mother, the, the daughter of the chicken fucker had children, a daughter of her own. Who died in the car accident. Who died in the car crash with her husband. Right. Who, yeah. And she got brain damaged. Well, she got really depressed. And possibly brain damaged. Well, they were feeding her lithium.
2: That'll she was it. fucked in the
1: head. Okay? She was fucked in the head, yeah. <laughs> we should both agree on that.
2: So... <laughs> She looks out the window at this company party, sees this little girl playing, and it reminds her of her own daughter. And so she says, Mr. Junis, I want to play with that little girl. Mr. Junis approaches the mother is like, hey, can my boss play with your daughter? It reminds her of her daughter. She's in a hard place. And she's like, yeah, no problem, but you have to pay me. So what was happening is that a couple times a week, these kids were going into the woods to play with this kind of crazy lady. Crazy lady wanted to another step further steal the girl from the parents and bring her home the little brother tried buy to the, stop buy, the, huh?
1: buy the girl
2: <clears throat> she wanted to buy the girl but the yeah. mom didn't want to sell i don't know she basically tried great. to take, tried to take the girl by force and the boy tried to stop her and she killed the little boy accidentally like shoved him and he fell and hit his head on a rock <clears throat> nice. takes the girl home keeps her locked in this princess ba- basement super pink is feeding her lithium the whole time and telling her that she's this other girl Mary who is the actual daughter of this girl yeah. <laughs> the girl grows up in this basement like till she's a teenager she's like I don't want to be here anymore talks to Mr. Junis, Mr. Junis helps her escape but instead of going to Mr. Junas's house where he's going to help her out she just disappears and so no one knows where she goes but she's all fucked in the head because she's been taking lithium since she's been six years old and thinks that she's the daughter of this crazy lady who is the chicken fucker's daughter. Gotcha. That lady, <clears throat> that lady kills herself. And then the daughter goes out and gets really sick with, she gets AIDS, I think, and then joins a convent eventually. And then, um, and then,
1: well, this is where it gets a little tricky because it's like a pick em, pick your own ending sort of deal. Mm. Because, right Sam? Because it like the idea is the 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 road went the storyline went dead with her at this convent. She like went here
2: and died and had, of HIV
1: and had AIDS from living on the streets and like it's inferred that she was prostituting herself and then she died of HIV, of AIDS and they buried her there. But then black cop in his like old crazy mind has like a has a vision from his wife who basically says what if she didn't die but she had a really hard life so the 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 sisters at this church are telling people that she did die and she actually just went off to have her own private life um so, because people... She knew that people were looking for her.
2: Right, anyways, bad people.
1: Right. Anyways, the... thinks that she's living, gets there, has one of his blackouts, and forgets what he's doing yeah. her. And, like, has a conversation with her, says that he's lost, and, like, tries to figure out what's going on. Um... And that's kind of kind of the ending, even though there are a couple more endings after that. Right. Well, he like reconnects with his estranged daughter
2: also and his buddy white cop comes to live with him. Right. So it's actually like for true detective, a really happy ending. That was like a big shocker at the end of this season was that it was like kind of a happy ending. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. So,
0: question number one: Were there aliens?
1: No, but there um, was some weird, in, like, there was some weird 1980s t- talking to 1990s black cup moments. Like there were cross discussions happening over decades.
2: Uh, uh, that's the whole all time thing yeah he also he talked to his dead wife a lot, and also we didn't really cover the like there the like there were two actual main stories in the show, and one was like the the case and the other was like this marriage between or this relationship between black cop and his wife, and that was just way less uh, interesting uh-huh. than the, than the case, so we didn't talk about it much
0: okay so but like. I like to think of what I would do in these kinds of situations. And I always think I would come up with way more reasonable solutions than everybody else. Right? Like, you don't need to beat the dude to death. Don't do that. Buy him a soda. Problem solved. Yeah, they
1: had already interviewed him a couple times. Yeah. Huh. And they were being shut down again because it was
0: 1980 all over. Right. I got that. Well, okay. That's been the dump on the <laughs> retelling of yeah. Detective Season 3.
1: Yeah. Spoiler
2: spoiler alert, by the way.
1: Yeah. Spoiler
0: alert.
1: You just saved yourself a lot of time.
0: Right. Were there ghosts?
1: Kinda. Were there bigfoot?
0: Bigfoot would have made it better.
2: Yeah. Also, like, it would also would have been really good if they spent a lot of time in, like, hot springs since they're down in Arkansas, you know?
0: Yeah. Like, just hanging out, like, butt-ass like, naked. Right,
2: right. <laughs> it's just like they ended every day soaking in the hot springs.
0: <laughs> right. Well, that was fucked up. We killed the guy today. <laughs> Here we are in the hot springs. Uh, the South, the South is interesting. I'm really curious what they're going to do for Detective Season 4. I still think they should do it in Milwaukee. You know, it would be fucking awesome. Do you think they're going to link all the two Detective seasons together?
2: Well, they linked this one to, or they, like, made reference to Season 1 in this season, which actually was oddly satisfying, I thought. Um... But yeah, it was
1: it was neat.
0: Um, uh, did uh Matthew McConaughey have any uh guest appearances?
1: No, they just showed the,
2: the like showed a newspaper clipping with him a picture of him on it.
1: All right, all right, all right. All right,
0: all right, all right. <laughs> I guess it's so weird. Alright. So hey, <laughs> I guess that's what we were doing tonight. The Dump Up <laughs> Young <laughs> <laughs> retelling of True to the Thanks so much for listening. Let us know what you think. Let us know what uh, Sam and Eli got wrong. Sure, there was a lot.
1: Yeah, what was your favorite moment? My
2: favorite moment?
1: No, I was asking the listeners. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, what was yours? <laughs>
2: I don't know. I still really like that he kept threatening all of the people he was interviewing with ass rape in prison. That was like, you remember that?
1: Yeah, yeah, just yeah.
2: Kept doing it over and over again, and everyone was so terrified of it
1: Yeah, and his white partner was like, "Hey man, what's up with this ass rape in prison that they <laughs> keeps talking about?" And yeah,
2: I don't know. I just because uh, they like never really they like. I don't know. The whole thing had a real racial undertone thing. Right. And, yeah, but they didn't we didn't really, even get they into didn't that. Really addressed it directly, but the subtext was that everybody was kind of afraid of this guy because he was black. And the um, cop. Right. Yeah. And the cop. But like he he just kept telling people that he had a bunch of friends in prison that would ass rape them, and they just instantly believed it, and like right. broke down crying. Huh. So, anyway, that was
1: pretty good. That yeah, was an effective interrogating. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fascinating.
0: All right, well, let's cut it off there. Uh, let us know what you think about our retelling stuff, stuff on the up. This has been the C Block. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening. Check us out on all your social media applications. I uh, We're going to do a. You know we love True Detective. We're gonna do our own true detective sometime. We got true detective Miami. We got true detective
2: Milwaukee.
0: HBO write us a letter because we got fucking ideas.
2: Yeah. You have to approach us though.
0: Exactly. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. All right. Sammy, thanks so much, you guys. Uh, Bye. Good night. Have a pleasant tomorrow.